Well, good morning. Welcome to Paradise Valley Christian Church. We thank you. There we go. Thank you for joining us, whether you're online. Thank you for taking the time to be together as the body of Christ and here in person. Uh, again, I mentioned Tommy Clay and uh, some sponsors from the church are uh, in Scotts Bluff Gearing at Spring Thing. And I think they took about 16 of our youth that direction. And so they'll be heading back this coming afternoon. So be in prayer for them as they travel. And uh, if you have not had a chance to fill out a Connect card, we'd encourage you to do that. You can either do that online, pvcc.info, in the Connect card, or you can also do that in your bulletin there in the perforated little piece of paper. And you can tear that off and put that in the box over here. And we'd love to get to know you better if you've been just visiting or here for the very first time. Thank you for gathering together as the body. And we've been going through here at PV for the last uh, several weeks uh, through a series called Finding Your Fit. And so if you have not had a chance to listen through those messages, I encourage you to go back, not because it's such something so great to listen to me, but to maybe hear from what God is wanting to share with you, uh, that His Holy Spirit would be at work in your life. And so you can go to YouTube or you can go to our webpage um, and find the messages from Finding Your Fit. And so we're coming to the final message here this morning. And as we've looked back the three weeks ago, we looked at this idea of finding your fit in Christ. That if you haven't taken the time to surrender your life over to Jesus, to repent of the life that you're currently living, to no longer think the way that you think, but think the way that God wants you to think and to, to live the way God wants you to live. If you haven't had a chance to do that yet, I would encourage you to seek that out, to spend time in prayer, to look at God's word and, and find out what does that mean in your life and talk with someone, ask questions, because it all begins with finding our fit in Christ. In fact, uh, just on Friday evening, uh, I had a jo the joy to come and, and to be a, a witness of uh, someone that made that decision. And so on Friday night, Nate Owens, uh, who has recently moved here with his family, his wife Sam was immersed into Christ a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was great to, to begin to get to know them even better from California. We're letting a lot of California people in these days, but uh, they're from Northern California. Come to find out, it's more conservative up there. And uh, But uh, Nate was telling me that it's very similar um, like landscape and, and weather patterns and some of those type of things in Northern California. And so uh, it, it was great uh, to, to have the opportunity to share in the celebration of Nate's baptism on Friday night. And we want to share that same celebration with you this morning. So Tim, if you mind hitting the lights for me there. Uh, Tammy's on the video and Kyle, you got sound. Amen. Let's give God a round of applause for that. It doesn't matter on what night of the week that someone surrenders their life over to God, it, it gives me goosebumps. And uh, if you're someone that's been thinking through that, praying through that, uh, as I talked with Nate at the softball game yesterday, he was saying that he just that was his, 
He knew that that needed to be a priority in his life. And if that's the same for you this morning, man, it doesn't have to be on a Sunday morning. It can be on a Wednesday night, Friday night, whatever works into your schedule, wherever you feel like the Holy Spirit is convicting your heart in and making that decision. So finding your fit in Christ is essential to living the rest of your life the way God has called you to live. And part of that is getting involved and finding your fit within the church body and seeing where God wants to use you. Because every single one of us are an essential, important part of the body of Christ. We, we can't just, you know, if Tommy was here, he, he, he would show you that he has part of his finger cut off. And, and he's able to do a whole lot of things still in his life. But I would guarantee if he could have that part back, he'd say, yeah, I'd love to have that part back. Because every single little bit of the body of Christ is just as important as the next. And so you are that, that final piece of the puzzle that falls on the floor when you're putting that puzzle together at Thanksgiving or Christmas. And you're wanting to finish it up. And you're like, oh no, where's the last piece? And you're looking and, you're, and it's usually in Charles's pocket. But you pull it out or it's on the floor. And you put that last piece in and it, it's so important. Every single one of you are that so important last piece of the body of Christ to, to complete it. And last week we evaluated the idea of finding our fit in the world. And, well, what does that really mean? Are we supposed to look like the world? Well, of course not. Our fit in the world is this idea of we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We talked about the idea of, of being agents of change, to be salt and light into the darkness. And if we're going to be out salting the world with the, the relationship that we have and the love of Christ then we have to look differently than the world. We have to act differently than the world. We can't be the same because if we're the same, there's no change that takes place. And if we're outside and we just remain in the salt shaker and we never get seasoned on the steak, then once again, we're not being effective for the kingdom of God. And, and there's just no riding the fence. There we're either for Christ or we're against Christ. There's no lukewarm living. You're either hot or cold or you're going to be vomited out of the mouth of God. And so we need to not just be in the world, but we have to make a difference in the world. And so be in it, but not of it. And today I want to leave you with a challenge. And it's this challenge that might make you a little bit uncomfortable. It might challenge you in areas of your life where it might require some sacrifice of your time. Or it might require you to act a certain way or, or might change some things that you do with your time. And it might even affect your future. It might have a, a number of impacts on your life. And my prayer is it's not a challenge from Charles Gwynn, but it's a challenge from the Holy Spirit working in your heart and in your mind. And I want to challenge you to find your fit in kingdom work. To find your fit in kingdom work. Will you pray with me? Father, this morning, we desire for you to speak boldly into our hearts and our minds, into our lives, that we would be listening for that still small voice that can only come from you. And so may we be opened to your Holy Spirit's leading every single day. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Doing youth ministry for 16 years, uh, one event that we went to oftentimes was called MOVE, and it was put on by an organization called CIY, and that stands for Christ in Youth. And in the mission statement of CIY, it, it says this, it says, CIY has called students and leaders to boldly live for Christ through the hope of the gospel message and a call to kingdom action. By amplifying the call of Christ on student lives, three generations of servants 
workers and missionaries and church leaders have responded to the call and populated the harvest fields. And I don't know if you've set a timer on your clocks or not, but every single day besides Sunday morning, I have my alarm set for 9.38 in the evening and in the morning for Matthew chapter 9, verse 38, where Jesus commands us to pray for more workers to go into the harvest field. And so CIY is, is desiring for not our youth just to go to a fun youth rally, but to be called into kingdom work. And my prayer for each and every one of us this morning is that we feel that same call in our life. And, and I just want to share a quick example of Andy and Emily, two young ladies that uh, felt that call in their life to do kingdom work at a Christ and Youth Move conference. And this is what took place in their lives. Tim, can you hit the lights again for me, please? For me, that's encouraging to see, and there's lots of videos of kids that have stepped up in areas where God used them to further the kingdom of God, to reach out and be the hands and feet of Jesus, to love like Jesus loves us. And I think back even to my youth ministry, there was kids at the Central Church of Christ that uh, they would come a couple of different days uh, throughout the week, and they would come and they would write cards and so they would ask me if there were kids that were brand new to the youth group they'd write them a card that said hey thanks for being at youth group 
Or if there's kids that hadn't been there in a while, they'd write cards saying, we've been missing you, hope that you'll, we'll see you again. This event's taking place, we'd love to see you there. Or they would send cards, uh, birthday cards to, to kids that said, uh, we're just thinking about you on your birthday. And these were just teenage kids that came uh, to the church building, and, and they thought about you know, the fact that they could just do something simple, like writing a, a note on a card and sending it out, and that would have... Uh, and an impact in the lives of the people that they were trying to reach for Jesus. And I think about this congregation and how there's people in this congregation that do this very same similar things, where they think about simple things that they can do, and then use that to have a kingdom worker mentality. To think about how can they be used by God to continue to reach out. There were a couple, uh, there was one gal that uh, at Central that just felt like there was a need for kids, People in the community there in Gary and Scotts Bluff that might need food or clothing. And so she just began this, uh, this donation process of people donating food or clothing. And then she would distribute that out to different families. And it was just simple things like finding a need and then meeting that need. And I, I think about even simple things like buying socks. I, I've heard people that go and buy brand new pairs of socks and then go out and hand out socks to homeless people because that's something that they just don't have brand new things of, that they have, they've been wearing the same pair for a long time. And, and even people that within the church would maybe w make baskets, and in the baskets there would be some cookies or an encouraging note or maybe a, a book or something, and they would give those out to brand new visitors from the church, at the church, or maybe at a hospital, uh, giving those out just on behalf of, of the church congregation. And there was a time where my family and I were, we were heading down to Denver quite regularly for doctor's appointments, and we would travel through on the way to the hospital, uh, a part of town that had a lot of homeless people, and they'd have signs up that said, you know, anything would help, you know, whatever you can do, and, and my kids at the, the time were younger, and they kind of looked at, you know, me, and they said, well, why aren't we helping? Like, because we got to get to a doctor's appointment. You know, I had all these excuses in my mind, like, well, if I gave him money, then they'd use that to buy something that is not good, and this or that, and I don't have anything, and I'm trying to raise you kids, and you guys want to go to college, you know, do you, I don't, you know, and so in my mind, I'm like thinking, you know, all these excuses, and so yet we kept thinking and praying through that, and I'm pretty sure it was either my wife or my kids, uh, my two older daughters, or maybe kind of a combination of the two, they came up with this plan that they were going to have on hand in our vehicle, um, granola bars and any like non-perishable snack items that we could just easily hand out in a Ziploc bag that when they said anything would help, we'd hand that out, and people were very appreciative of those times where we were able to help those individuals out and it was also very useful when you're traveling on trips to have those snacks on hand for all those kids that were in my vehicle too so it was like a double you know benefit there and my, my point is, is this is it doesn't take a huge drastic amazing plan that you come up with that requires a ton of money and time and effort it just requires us to be willing to be used by God and then he might take it in areas and ways that you can't even begin to imagine. And many of you are familiar with Ephesians 2.10. And I want us to read it again this morning and, and begin to think about what these verses are saying to us and if what these verses are saying are taking place in our lives. And so Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
God has prepared in advance good things for each and every single one of you to do if you're willing to do them. You are God's workmanship, his masterpiece. And he's got things lined up for you to do if you be willing and open to that in your life. And so I wonder, do any of you feel like you're already maybe doing some of those good works? Because as I look out here, I guarantee there are many of you in this room that are. It's awesome to hear the good things that God is working in and through you, whether it be through this specific body of believers or whether it be through the rescue mission or true care or just your neighbors or helping out at the school or it just there's so many different areas that you are already doing kingdom work. But I think we all have to continually remind ourselves, like, is that, is that what I'm focused on or do I get distracted? And when it comes to finding your fit and kingdom work, in my mind, it really boils down to four things. Purpose, passion, performance, and patience. So the four Ps, you can write that down, all right? Purpose, passion, performance, and patience. And as I was kind of thinking of a way to help you remember these things, I, I just think it begins with this idea that each one of you has to realize that you have a purpose here on this earth beyond what the world says is your purpose, Beyond what your student counselor, you know, your, your uh, school counselor told you your purpose was. Beyond what your parents told you what your purpose is. Your purpose should be in line with what God wants for your life. And so you have to ask the question, what is my life going to be about? What is my purpose? Is it going to be all about trying to make as much money as I can so that I can live comfortably and be retired early and have a nice house or car or be able to go on vacations? And, and I'm not saying any of those things are terrible things, but if that's what your purpose in life is, you're missing the boat. The boat that's going to have an eternal impact, not only in your life, but in your family's life and in the lives of the people that you come in contact or will your answer be something more like, I want my life to be about what God wants it to be about? And that's not easy. That's a struggle at times, isn't it? In fact, this past week, I met with a guy that shared with me his desire to find his fit. How can he use his talents and abilities for the kingdom of God? And he was, God was tugging at his heart to figure that out. And as we met, we discussed you know, this, this the idea of doing kingdom work and, and using his passions. He, he realized that he had a purpose, that he needed to be used by God. And my prayer is that, and my hope is that all of us are seeking that in our own lives. Like every day when I wake up, God, what do you want me to do today? How do you want me to be used? I'm struggling in this area. I'm diff this is not easy for me, but how can you use me, God, to have a kingdom worker impact at my job, in my home? at my school, wherever I'm at. And so it requires us to see that we, we have a purpose in this life. As the body of Christ, as, as fellow believers, we have a purpose. And, and so what are we passionate about? What are you passionate about? What are the things that you love to do? Is, is it fly fishing? Is, is it ice fishing? That's craziness, but whatever, okay? Is that something you're passionate about? Is it playing a sport? Is it, you know, sewing? You know, um, is it working on cars? Is it, you know, whatever it might be, what are you passionate about? What are the things that you enjoy doing? 
Because those are a part of who you are. God made you that way for a reason. But are you using that for kingdom work? Are you using that to have an impact for the kingdom of God? And I've told many of you this story before, and so I apologize if you've heard it before. But if you're brand new, you're, you're hearing it for the first time. And uh, I, just, I enjoy sports. I enjoy basketball. I try to stay involved with be playing at the rec center um, or officiating basketball at the local schools. But I just enjoy basketball. I thought I'd you know, be a college basketball player someday, but I never reached past a 5'11". I always said I was 6 foot, but I was more like five foot eleven, and so I, I never ended up get to play college basketball. But it's always been something I've been passionate about. I just enjoy the sport, and so I thought, you know, I began to pray, God, how could you use me to have this passion, and how would that passion have an impact for your kingdom? How could I be a kingdom worker through the area of basketball? And so early on in my ministry uh, as a youth minister, I thought, well, maybe I could start a three on three league at our church, and so we started a three-on-three league that kind of started with just church members, and then it branched out to other churches that joined in, and then it branched out beyond that, and there's about five or six different non-Christian, non-church teams that were part of our three-on-three league every Sunday night that came to our church building that heard the word of God, prayed over, you know, we prayed before we began, uh, we got to interact, and, and I've shared this before, it, we didn't have any baptisms during the basketball tournament or during a three-on-three game, but what it did allow for us is the opportunity to rub shoulders with non-Christians, to share the truth of God's love for them, to be able to bring up um, events and activities that were going on at the church that they might not have known about, to be have them involved in the building and, and around the body of Christ as deacons played ball and, and other members of the church congregation interacted. And it just gave opportunities to plant seeds and water. And sometimes that's what God has called you to do. Not sometimes, that's always what he's called you to do, to plant seeds into water, and it's the Holy Spirit's job to cause it to grow. And so, taking what you're passionate about, maybe it's cooking, maybe it's clothing, I, you know, I don't know what you might be passionate about, but using those things, maybe it's reading, you're passionate about reading, how can you use those things to impact the world for Jesus Christ? In Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, Colossians 3, 17 says, And whatever you do, whatever, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Meaning that whatever you're passionate about, whatever you love to do, whatever you enjoy spending your time doing, figure out a way to do it all in word or deed to bring honor and glory to God. To do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. And each one of you here have things that you, again, are passionate about. And when you realize that your purpose in life is bringing honor and glory to God in everything you do, you can then take those things that you are passionate about and begin to pray about how God can use them for his kingdom and then it comes down to performance. And this is, a, this is a tough one. And I looked up the definition of performance. I didn't want it just to just be like a catchy, like another P name in there. But it actually has to do with what I'm trying to get across this morning. And, and I looked up the word performance. It says one of the definitions was this. The execution or accomplishment of work, acts, or feats 
meaning actually doing what you're hoping to do, to actually accomplish something that you're hoping to accomplish. It's, it's this idea of performing. And the church body, this church body is amazing to see over the 50-plus years that it's been in uh, existence, the different people that have made up this church and their desire to, to not only be realizing that they have purpose and not only having a passion, but really beginning to allow for that to come out in their lives to allow for a performance to take place in the sense of actually accomplishing what God has placed on their heart to accomplish. And so in the, the history of this church body, there was a time where there was this passion for Christian education. There still is a passion for Christian education among members of this congregation. And, and so they begin to pray about what that would look like. And back in the 70s, through much prayer, Paradise Valley Christian School was started around 78, 1978. And, and they spent that time praying and making decisions and then stepping out in faith and, and then watching what God did and what he continues to do through that school. It's 40 plus years of God working through that passion and that desire to be used by God. And so there's going to be a time of prayer, and there's going to be a time of planning, but then there's got to be a time of just proceeding, moving forward, stepping out in faith, not just thinking, ah, oh, that's too hard, or oh, I don't know how it's going to work out. It's, it's not going it's, it's to be trouble. It's more, it's more trouble than it's worth. It's, it's too hard. You know, we got to will, be willing. If God's placed it on your heart, and then you got to follow where God is leading. If we're going to be a part of those good works, we have to be willing to step out in faith and be willing to be a kingdom worker. But in the midst of that, I would encourage us to be patient. Because even when putting a large puzzle together, I don't know if you've ever experienced where it's so large and it's difficult, and there's times where I put puzzles together that don't actually interlock. They, they're like crazy puzzles where they like push against each other and like, that doesn't, how is that supposed to fit? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, that does look like it fits next to each other. They don't ever, you know, actually interlock, but they're like just touching puzzles. So if you move it, like pieces go flying. Those are really frustrating puzzles to put together. And so sometimes we want to give up, don't we? And yet we have to have patience. And we got to wait on the Lord at times. And in times there's, there's, you might try something and you think it's going to work and you think that's where God is calling you to, to get involved in and find your fit and kingdom work and then it just, it doesn't quite pan out. And so be patient. You might have to try several different little things in order to find exactly where God is leading you and, and finding that, those pieces that are actually really going to fit for you and your life. As I put this message together back in, in 2019 for Fall Fling, uh, it was a youth rally again for our high school students, and I challenged them, because it was being hosted by Summit Christian College, I challenged them to, to look at Summit Christian College as a, a resource of helping them find their fit in kingdom work. And I would say that is true for us today as well. You think, well, how is that possible? I'm, I'm too old for college, or, you know, I, I'm past that, or... Uh, 
Summit Christian College is in uh, Gary, Nebraska, and, and yet I really believe that uh, if God is calling you into a specific kingdom work, then Summit Christian College can help prepare you for that. And so the Holy Spirit could be leading you and directing you in areas, and, and Summit is for those traditional students and non-traditional students, in-person students and online. It, there's just the opportunity to really find your fit in kingdom work, and I guess I present that to you this morning as well because that's where I really found my fit. You know, my mom wanted me to go to Bible college, and, and so I, I landed on Summit, and I thought I was just going to go there for a year, and my plan was to then uh, be a high school math teacher, because that's what my dad was, and, and I was good at math, and I was good at chemistry, and I was terrible at English, and I wasn't really much of a, a public speaker, and you can hear some of that in my English sometimes. It just doesn't come across very good, and, uh, and so I, all the things that I was terrible at, I went to Bible college, and those are all the things that we did, and all the things I was really good at, we didn't do any of those at Bible college anymore, and I'm thinking, oh man, this is not going to go well, and so my plan was just to go for a year, get a foundation in what I believed, and then uh, probably go into the military because I needed money to then go to college, I thought the Air Force would be fun to fly jets around, and God is like, no, 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 <laughs> and not you, Charles, and so he sent me to an internship after my freshman year in Clifton, Colorado, doing youth ministry, and man, God really got a hold of my heart. He completely changed my path of where I was to do life, to change my path when it came to kingdom work. And so no longer was I planning to be a high school math teacher, but God got a hold of my heart and said, hey, you can still be a teacher, but what I want you to teach is my word. I want you to share the truth of God's word, the Bible, with people. I want you to do the best job that you can at, at that. And so that's where my life was headed then. And after four years of Summit, uh, I met my wife Autumn there, uh, I received my Bachelor of Bible and Ministry, and, and 20 years later, uh, being married to my wife, almost 20 years, we have eight amazing kids, God has blessed me beyond what I could ever have hoped and imagined for in my life, and it's all because I was willing to allow God to direct my path. And so where is God leading you when it comes to kingdom work? What are you passionate about? Do you realize that you have a purpose in this life? And sometimes it just takes time to find that and being patient. God used Summit Christian College to help me realize that I could still teach, but that I would teach something that not only had earthly value, but more importantly had eternal value. So my question as we close out our time together is, are you involved in something today that not only has earthly value, but more importantly has eternal value? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 says, we are God's fellow workers. Isn't that an awesome picture to think about? We are God's fellow workers. God wants us to work alongside him doing kingdom work making a difference in this world. And, and he wants to use every single one of us for that purpose. And so let's get out there and do what God has prepared in advance for us to do. And so I want to close with a little pep talk from Kid President. Uh, this is not specific to Christianity or your relationship with God or kingdom work, but I really think it has a lot of awesome things to say in reference to those kind of things in our lives. And so here's a little pep talk to close our time together. Tim, do you want to hit the lights one more time for me? Okay, deal. 
Boring is easy. Everybody can be boring, but you're good at math. Life is not a game, people. Life is a cereal either. Well, it is a cereal. <laughs> and if life is a game, aren't we all in the same team? I mean, really, right? I'm on your team, and that's our team. This is nice, people. You got air coming through your nose. It's a heartbeat. That means it's time to do something. A poem. Two roads diverged in the woods, and I took the road less traveled. It hurt, man! He was dead. Rock, board, and glass? The fire broke! Not cool, Robert Frog! Don't love that one anymore, too bad. I won't be the one that leads to awesome. It's like that dude Jeremy said, don't stop believing. Unless you dream stupid. Then you should get a better dream. I think that's how it goes. Get a better dream and keep going. Keep going, keep going, and keep going. What Michael Jordan have quit? Well, he did quit. But he retired. Yeah, yeah. He retired. But before that, in high school, what if he quit when he didn't make the team? He would have never made Space Jam. Yeah, I made Space Jam. What will be your Space Jam? What will you create and make the world awesome? Nothing if you keep sitting there. That's why I'm talking to you today. This is your time. This is my time. It's our time. We can make every day better for each other. So if we're all on the same team, let's start acting like it. We got work to do. We can cry about it, or we can dance about it. We were made to be awesome. Let's get out there. I don't know everything. I'm just a kid. But I do know this. Everybody seems to give the world a reason to stay.